everyone. Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javeri along with Evan Thorpe. What's up? Steven Ruiz. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I never know what to say for that. <laughs> I mean, we can have you practice. Like, we can give you one-liners if you want. I'm fine with that. You feed me a line. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Howdy. Does that work? <laughs> no, that doesn't work. I like that. He I like it. that. <laughs> Uh, All right, we've got uh, a pretty stacked lineup. We might be breezing through a lot of stuff. We are going to hit Stanley Cup playoff predictions. The NBA playoffs are going to kick off pretty soon. I want to talk about Kyle Korver's piece in the Players' Tribune. We're going to talk about Magic Johnson. Plus, we've got lined up Beef of the Week, Worst Fan in the World, and we always like to close it out with not sports, but whatever. Uh, all right, so I think I'm pretty much the hockey person here, but the Stanley Cup playoffs started this week, and it looks like it's going to be a really good field. I wanted to see if you had predictions. Uh, yeah, I don't know how useful they are because I just looked up the bracket, and <laughs> this is my first, and I'm surprised that the games have already started. The games started very early this year. They started yesterday. Well, it's we record on Thursdays, publish on Fridays. The game started on Wednesday. They just want to get it over with. Generally, they don't start until the end of April, so this is great for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pick the Capitals over the Sharks in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I'm only picking the Sharks because that's the best logo I see <laughs> on that side of the bracket. I would love it if the Sharks actually got far because their history is so heartbreaking that they deserve a win. Aren't, yeah, aren't they like usually good, but they always disappoint in the playoffs? Like, yeah, perennially great in the regular season. They have a strong playoff record. I think about three years ago, they got to a final and uh, and lost. It was, I mean, it's pretty tragic. I feel like the people it. of San Jose like deserve something because they like get to live in California, but then they have to live in San Jose. Yeah, they live in San Jose where it's, it's like, cold all the time. It's like living in Sacramento. Like, <laughs> does it even count? I don't think so. I think that it's L.A. to me or California to me is Southern mm-hmm. California and San Francisco should just be its own country. Hi. <laughs> um, my one prediction is oh, I have two. Caps lose to the Penguins. Ugh. Whatever round that happens, if it happens. But I'm going with Nashville winning. Uh, I don't know why they have a one beside their name, so they clearly <laughs> You're like, good. is there a, a top seed? <laughs> I'm doing like you with the Final Four bracket. I'm just going with the number <laughs> You're one just seed. Going the auto fill <laughs> They're route? trailing in the series. It's the wild card, though. They're playing Dallas. And? What was wrong with Dallas? So When does Dallas want anything? The Stars used to be good. when they had So Brent were the Hall. Cowboys. The Stars actually were really terrible earlier in the season, and I don't know if you remember the story or not, but their GM or their president like talked to the media and just trashed every member of the team and said that they were lazy and not putting in the work and they played like pieces of SHIT. I'm changing my prediction. (laughs) I'm going stars in the finals. I like the stars. I like the stars. Didn't they have that Sean Avery guy on their team that was like... The Dallas Stars? I don't know. No, they had... uh, Avery was on the Rangers for a while. I thought he was on the Stars. That's in Texas, so... He might have done Wrong it. He might have done it with the stars. I don't know. Um, wait. So who's your who's your pick? Nashville and who else? Oh what? Oh, I got to pick another team. I just got Nashville winning it all. Okay, Nashville. beating. Uh, I'm a, I'm a just I'm literally about to. Oh, I picked the Capitals. God, I literally closed my eyes and put my hand on the team, and it was the Capitals. So That's Nashville the versus the Capitals. Nashville wins at four. 
All right, I think they're really strong matchups. Uh, I have to go with Tampa Bay versus Calgary. I know that Calgary uh, doesn't get a lot of attention, but they've been really good this season. Tampa Bay seems like they can't lose, except Columbus did steal one game from them. So we'll see how that works. So, so there you go, the two number one seeds already down. I feel like the best team never wins in hockey anyway. Um, I think that's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. All right, NBA playoffs uh, this weekend. Yes. Thoughts? We finally get to watch good basketball. What do you mean? There hasn't been good basketball this season? Nobody really cares about the regular season, I feel like. Yeah, it's more about, like, the drama, I feel. Yeah. No one cares about the games. Yeah. Everybody knows the Warriors are going to win, but, like, we can at least see if they get tested. All right. I agree with you. I don't really care about regular season games as far as the NBA is concerned. I only follow along for the storyline. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we might get some good series. Like, LeBron was, like, a dominant story this year, and he played, like, 50 games. Yeah. That just shows that no one cares about the games. The Lakers control everything this year for all the wrong reasons. You think about the start of it, it was LeBron's here. And then LeBron got hurt, and they had all the trade drama. Then it was like, why, should we even play him? Should we tank? And then my guy Magic just ended the season off on a high note. All right, let's talk about Magic Johnson. <laughs> Somebody run through the timeline of what happened. All right, so uh, early last year, like before this season started, he made this claim, like, if I don't bring any talent within the next two years, I'll leave my position. Mm-hmm. And so – once they got LeBron, they didn't get anybody else. So people were like, what happened is Magic not good at getting these high-profile players. They got also- JaVale McGee. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> so, like, throughout the year, it's been, like, a lot of pressure because he is expected to bring in some type of all-stars. They have two max slots available this offseason. And I think, like, words coming out, like, players don't want to play with LeBron. And so, as the president of basketball operations, is going to fall on his shoulders. So... Before their last game of the year, uh, the head coach, Luke Walton, had a press conference, well, like pregame yep. press conference, and he just like came in and said, hey, y'all, I'm quitting. Right. So this was a unannounced appearance at a press conference. Like People do press conferences before the game kicks off, after the game. That's really normal. And he just comes in and drops a bomb saying, by the way, <laughs> I'm leaving. Like That does not happen. That is not... And he didn't tell Jeannie Buss about he it. He didn't tell his boss. He didn't tell his <laughs> boss. He basically announced it. He might as well have just announced it on social media. Guys, I'm out. And his reason for, for doing it, in, in the ESPN interview, he said, like, you know what? Now I'm going to tweet what I want to tweet, and they can't tell me no. He wants to be magic. Like, yeah. that's what he said. That's, he wants to be magic. You left your job to tweet more. Magic is like your uncle or your friend that has like a different job every time you see him. <laughs> like, how many jobs has he had since being a basketball player? That's actually me. Every time I feel like I've had so many different He's, jobs. He was the he Lakers was a- head coach for like two weeks, and it was like, no, I'm out, I'm out. Don't like it. Owns, what is it, the Aiders? He's part owner of the Dodgers. Yeah, he had this. the Dodgers thing. He had a, the talk show like in the 90s that got canceled after like two weeks because it was terrible. Magic's the man. He does all these different jobs. He worked as an analyst for ESPN and quit because Bill Simmons was, like, <laughs> annoying him. And then he quits after, like, what was it, two years? How long was he the GM? What do you think his resume looks like? What? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> he He's doesn't Magic need one. Johnson. He doesn't need one. His and resume is a picture of himself in the 80s. <laughs> it would have been, like, spinning a basketball. Yeah. He, has, he doesn't need the money, right? He's got a ton of money. He does yeah. not need the money. He literally is a guy who's just looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. And he lands in all these high-profile positions because everyone's like, oh, Magic Johnson. Yeah, let's give, give him a thing. 
I, I just think that the level of dysfunction your organization needs to be at for someone to say, peace, I'm out, but I, I did not tell Jeannie to her face is incredible. But he said like he, he knew she would try to convince him to stay and he like that's his sister. I'm sorry, but if this is a breakup, you like you can't break up with somebody because you know that they're gonna start crying. So you just get somebody else to do it. I'm leaving. No. All right, I'm staying. I'm staying. As bad as it is for like how as bad as it looks for the Lakers, I think this is the best thing for him because he was yes. bad as, at his job. Like, yeah. He wasn't even there, and he's just bad. Like the things he says are just dumb. I don't want to say dumb, but they're dumb. Like he's <laughs> he was talking about adding three point shooting, which is. What every team LeBron has had, they're like, let's put some three-point shooters around him because he's going to drive to the basket and everyone's going to, he's going to draw all the attention. And he's like, no, we don't want to do that because the Warriors do it better than everyone. That's what you have to do to win in the yeah. NBA now. Yeah. yeah. Like the Rockets, they just say, you know what, we're going to try to outplay them at their own game. And yeah. It almost worked till Chris would've. Paul got hurt. Yeah, it would have. They're the closest ones to doing it besides the Cavs who shot more three-pointers than anyone in the history of the NBA that year. So. I, I the, the thing with Magic that... I actually really love is that somebody just realized that you know what this is not for me I don't want to do it anymore I don't have to do it anymore so peace I'm out and he's going to be loved regardless like he's yeah. going to be able to come back sit courtside and cheer for LeBron if yeah. I'm LeBron I'm like I want to apply for this position there was there was a rumbling though that he quit ahead of some ESPN LA Times investigation that has not come out but that is like the Stephen A. Smith that thing on social media. I mean, that that's possible. But I felt yeah. like he was way too happy when he quit for that. Yeah, oh, he, he really was just like like middle fingers up. I don't need this job. I don't really care. That's the dream. You saw that's the meme. The meme was like people was talking about next year, and I was like, yeah. no, I ain't gonna be here. Like that is gold. Uh, all right, guys, we are gonna move on to Kyle Korver. But before we do that, I want to read a word from our sponsors at Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps of your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of USA Today's For the Win podcast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. You can sign up at forthewin.com.robinhood.com. Sorry, I'm going to say that again. It's sign up at forthewin.robinhood.com. All right, moving on to Kyle Korver and his piece in the Players' Tribune. Did you read it? Yes. I think... I'm going to... I'm... Did you read it? I mean, I already know what he's talking about, so I, I ain't had to read it full. No, I didn't read it. Did but read, I wanted to read, read it. it. You didn't read it? I, so, <laughs> so it's one of the things where, like, you know when you put something in a tab and you be like, oh, I can't wait to read this later? Oh, yeah. And then, like, stuff happens? Yeah. But, like, I read, like, a summary, and I was just like. Did you read my post that was a summary? That's what, that's what I got it off of. Like, make sure you check out For the Win for all our great content. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. I read it. I kind of, let's, let's. 
I don't want my opinion to influence everybody else's opinion, but let's kick it off with Steven. I mean, describe everything it, he, Describe it, would, like, if you can sum up the essence of it. Basically, I, I don't even know how to describe it. He started out by, like, kind of shaming himself by giving the story about Tabo Cephalosha, who got arrested, and he got injured yeah, by the cops. And yeah, it they was, broke his leg. Yeah, it was unjust, apparently. And uh, he was basically saying that he, his first thought was, what did he do wrong, which is a terrible thought, when, especially yeah. when you're friends with the guy. And then he kind of like looked inside and then realized, like, I have this privilege. I need to talk about it. If you don't talk about it, then that's how it continues to be a problem. Yeah. So... I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. It's very much him kind of trying to hold himself accountable, right? Mm -hmm. Like he acknowledges the fact that his thinking has been problematic in the past, even though he thinks of himself as an ally and uh, the people that he plays with, like the league is over 75% black uh, and he still has all these biases. So this was his way of trying to hold himself accountable, I thought, for all these biases that he has and then recognizing the privilege that comes with being a white guy. I mean, I think honestly, like it's, this is probably one of like the few times an athlete has like come out and said this. I want to say Aaron Rodgers said something like this not too long ago. I might be wrong. Not really, but kind of. Yeah. He kind of said something like this is the first time. So I like, look, I'm white. I realize I have privilege and I need to fix how I view things sometimes, especially after this happened to somebody I know. So it's like, hopefully other people will look at this and be like, all right, I do need to change the way I look at things because like we, we, we all judge things by what we yeah. experience or how we, how we were brought up. So like, yeah. it's, it's not terrible, but like, he's at least admitting that like, I, I have this flaw in myself. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot for somebody to say, whoa, some of the thoughts that I've had have been incredibly prejudicial without realizing that they were prejudicial. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's hard for people to admit they have privilege just because like yourself, like let's say I have, I've gotten opportunities I wouldn't have got if I was a different, had a different skin color. It's hard for me to like anyone to say that because then you're kind of taking away from yourself rather than like the whole race. And no one wants to do that. They want to hype themselves up. So I think it took some courage for him to say that. I do think he's getting a little too much credit for stating the obvious, like, and he's being held up as this, like, white savior. So I do understand that aspect of it. Some people have tried to, like, even criticize him for it. Like, Jason Whitlock said some nonsense, of, which was completely garbage. But, yeah, I think he deserves credit. I don't think he deserves as much credit as he's getting for saying it because he's just stating the obvious. So, yeah, and I put this in my piece, too, which was that, in, towards the end, which is that we have a tendency, and I meant we in terms of the media, fans, to elevate white guys for sometimes just doing the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Like, like congrats, you got there, right? Like, great, should, should we throw you a party that you realize this thing about yourself? But that's where we are right now. Like, it happens so rarely, and it still means something for a guy who has a public platform to acknowledge that, in this room, I exert so much privilege simply because of my gender and my race. And uh, yes, is he getting a lot of credit? Totally. Is it? And I think part of it is because it's still so rare. And I think also like him being an NBA, which is like one of the most like open leagues, like they allow their players to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if an NFL player could actually come out and just be like really honest. With I, think, I think an NFL player could. 
But like, but who, you, would who would it be? I'm so, the thing that would shock me is that there's no NHL player that's even close to this kind of a statement. Like, there's no NHL player that would come out and say, actually, I have a ton of privilege in the league and in society. Would it be different if he said this and his league was majority white? Yeah, I yeah. think if you had to predict a league where an a-, a white athlete would say something like this, it would be the NBA. Yeah. yeah. And it was. Like, I want to see, like, Tom Brady do it. I know he's not going to do it, but that's the kind of person I want to see it. Yeah. And you spoke about it being the bare minimum. I don't think it is the bare minimum, but I think a, it's a problem that this isn't the bare minimum. Like, right, this right, is right. higher than the bare minimum. Right. I... So when the Capitals were going to the White House, mm-hmm. um, two players on the Capitals team decided not to go. Braden Holpe was the most high-profile one. He's the goalie. He kind of led them to the Stanley Cup. And when he said why he wasn't going to go, he was like, this administration does not support the values that I believe in. I absolutely will not go. And a lot of his teammates didn't – they supported him, but they kind of undercut his message too because they kept saying uh, – well, we have the same beliefs as Braden. We support, you know, equality and all this other stuff, but we're still going to the White House, right? Mm-hmm. So so that's how far they are from being able to recognize, like, what a privilege it is to be mm-hmm. able to say, actually, I, I support these things, but I support them in theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I support them at my convenience. At and that was kind of yes. his point in the, the thing. It was one, It's one thing to say you're an ally, but it's another thing to act on. Yeah. And he, I think for him... This was kind of acting on it, just because the city he plays in, he's, he was kind of, like, going at the city he plays in. Yeah, so the other instance that we didn't talk about, go ahead. Because I was about to say, Utah, yeah. they had two uh, two fans this year, like, racially mm-hmm. called somebody out. They called Westbrook, Westbrook out. And I think it was during the playoffs a year ago where, like, a fan had yelled yeah. something to him. And they I both mean, been banned. Salt Lake City is majority white, so. And Corver, like, mentioned a team meeting where – Basically, the players were saying, yeah, when we weren't playing here, it was one of the worst cities we've been in. Mm-hmm. So this was like kind of like all of the whole team like saying this city's not great, which is yeah. kind of like brave to do because you, you have to hear there. from yeah. these guys every every yeah. night. Yeah, and I mean, and to realize he's basically saying our fan base might be racist is kind of a big deal. One problem I had with when the Russell Westbrook thing happened, the owner came out and was like, we are not a racist community. I don't think you can make statements like that. You are a racist community. I feel like every community is a racist community just because racism like infiltrates every aspect of our life. So the same thing happened with the Chicago Blackhawks a couple of years ago. They were playing in another city and people started taunting um, a black player on their team. And everyone's like, our real fans aren't racist. I'm like, you can't say that. You mm-hmm. can't be like, the real fans aren't the racist ones. That It doesn't work that way. You have to acknowledge that it is in your community and it is in your fan base and it needs to be weeded out. And that's the only way you can really like attack this problem. If you're just like, oh, that's just a, a few people, then you're not addressing the problem. And I no. think that's what Kyle, Kyle Corver's getting at. Yeah. Like, you have to act upon it. And that's what he's kind of started to do. I don't know what he's going to do from here, but it's a good start. But... I don't I think we should slow down on giving them credit. We do that a lot in society though. Like one person does one good thing and everybody like falls all over themselves to praise them for that one good thing that they've done and the second they backtrack even just a little bit or backslide a little bit, it's it's like they're canceled. And with Corver, I, I think he could never he could just go back to being Kyle Corver, anonymous white basketball player and we'd still think of him as this like woke guy like yeah, he never like, has yeah, to do anything never, again exa- that's exactly it. he never has to do anything ever again he got his invite to the cookout 
and he's good. <laughs> like, he's good. I want that invite. Um, okay, let's move on to beef of the week. I have been super out of it this week, so I don't even know what the beef is. Who it's, wants to go? It's clearly Juju and AB. And Antonio Brown's been in like every beef of the week we've done. <laughs> like there's a common denominator, Can and we, it's AB. We have to, we've got to go outside of AB for our beefs. But let's just do it one last time, because this was the best it's, beef of the week. This is not the last time. So it kind of started with, it started with the Ben and AB beef that we've covered before. And then once AB got traded, Juju kind of like subtweeted at AB. It was more like him saying like, oh, it's been a, it's been an honor to work with this Hall of Fame quarterback. And then that kind of got to AB, and AB sent out some subtweets towards Juju. <laughs> what, what are you so I got I just thinking in my head, Juju posted something recently. Well, like before all this happened, it was a picture of him catching a touchdown versus the Raiders. And AB was in the background. And yes. my thought was, was this a slight shot at AB because – Kind of like I'm passing you. I think it was. You're in the past. I'm here in the present. I'm in the I'm the face. So I think AB has been like holding this in, and AB is a loose cannon. Like once he starts, he's not going to stop. I think this is where it's like started, where people are kind of like off the AB bus. Like I'm not. I'm still with him. But a lot of people are like, okay, he's going too far because he posted like the DM. Yeah. Which just made Juju look like it he was a was, nice yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know what this proves. I really want to know what AB was thinking when he was like, I'm about to share this screenshot. Yeah. He was, know what's up. he was trying to show that it, Juju was like just a fan. Like, I think he, like, he was above him Yeah, somehow. that he was trying That's to say what, that this, like, that Juju slid into my mentions. But nobody cares. Yeah. Like, we don't care about, we're not at that level as you, AB, so we don't have that ego like you. We, yeah. We're not going to find see this the same way that you do. But I'm going to defend AB because Juju's been, like, provoking this himself. He's yeah. been, by posting the picture you said, by saying, doing the Ben Roethlisberger tweet, he's been provoking this. So he, he's complicit in this, in my mind. And I also think that, like, I wouldn't say AB, like, built him up as far as a wide receiver, but I think he took off a lot of pressure for him to be as good as he was to start off. Like, you think about AB as a top three wide receiver if you ask anybody. Juju's gonna have to face a lot of that stuff AB had to deal with the past, his past two years. So, like, you better thank AB, you know, before you become his enemy. Yeah. But AB was the first one to kind of like name names, like, because the guy, one of the fans on Twitter sent him a, a graphic of Juju winning MVP, Steelers MVP, which is voted on by the players, and his response was saying that Juju fumbled away the season. Because he did fumble in the Saints game, which was the game that basically eliminated him from the playoffs. He mm -hmm. had the key fumble that lost him the game. And he tweeted that out, and that's really what, like, put this beef out there. Like, where it wasn't just, like, a Cold War-type beef. It was, you know, these guys are going at it. Now, when I see A.B. tweets, I try to read them like his, but he's like, that boy won't be famous. Don't need to <laughs> worry about what happened. He fumbled the season. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been a while since we've gotten an impression on the podcast. Uh, hey, uh, need, that should be a weekly segment. <laughs> what? Evan impressions. tweets. No, you do impressions. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to worst fan in the world. I have this one. Uh, I don't have anything. I have it. I, I got this one. I'm just like a placeholder right now. So WWE had their Hall of Fame before WrestleMania, and one of the inductees was the Hart Foundation. Bret Hart was up there. Uh, representing the Ville, the Anvil, sorry, and 
a guy just came out the crowd and tackled him. And like, <laughs> why? I, I, I guess he wanted to be a wrestler, but they said a guy was like an MMA fighter who like just was tweeting out stuff before like, oh, oh the the. So was he was he doing it to? Just like get a viral moment. Going. I think he's crazy. I think he's, he yeah. might be crazy. This is a thing that happens in wrestling a lot more than any other sport. Like we'll, we'll see like streakers and people run onto the field, but in wrestling, like I feel like I've seen this a couple times where people will come in and try to like attack the wrestlers. Yes. Yeah. So I do think it's like a, a wrestling thing. But like it when it happens, people don't realize like they go from performers to actual fighters, and you have like so they had a lot of wrestlers in attendance because it's Hall of Fame and. UFC fighters, WWE fighters came in and just like got on top of dude, beating him, getting some good licks in. And Ronda Ronda Rousey's husband was getting hit the best licks of him in on him. So, He's a heavyweight UFC fighter. Yeah, so like you allow these big men to just start to pound on you for hurting one of their guys, and you know he was. I think he got like charges pressed against him, but like he got a good yeah, whooping because of that. I definitely think that attacking somebody while they're being inducted into the Hall of Fame for doing good work is a terrible thing. Yeah, he's the worst fan in the world. He's the worst fan in the world. He, in a, <laughs> Did you watch WrestleMania? Because I got a nominee for best fan. The, what was like the meme of like the old dad looking it. guy with like his fists up? Oh, you the Miz's dad. The Miz's oh, dad had came his... in the ring with Shane McMahon and it was like because he had called him out and he had like, they had him incorporated into their little storyline, but like, he came in to defend his son and I was like, that's cool. Did anybody watch? You know the Miz is from like real world road rules, right? Like, yeah, yeah. ages ago. He was on the challenge. He yeah. was on the challenge. Yeah. He had Vanessa. <laughs> Wasn't he like, Vanessa. he was like kind of racist and had to get like a talking to. And, oh, yeah, God. Well, I got to take his car was, back? No, 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 no. He was, when he first started before the challenge, he was on a season of the real world and he was so. He was a casual racist. He was naive. Like, he was just a casual racist that was like, black people don't think it's bad if I say this about them. Because he's like, but did not realize that actually what you're saying is racist. It was like, and I have had, no like experience a, with black people. Yeah. Okay. And then Coral set him straight. Yeah. I remember but it was But it was good. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to watch that as a kid, and I probably shouldn't have, but real world, real world role rules, like all that stuff. Yeah, I had older siblings who would be watching, so I would be there, like observing it, not knowing what's going on. So I know I all this like, old stuff. You can watch a whole bunch of, it's not that bad. Yes, you I can mean, watch a lot like of worse stuff in it. Elementary school. Um, all right, uh, we're gonna close the book on worst fan in the world for this week. Uh, not sports, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I have what? something. All right. You got some this time? <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I feel like just let you guys do the podcast. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about the super massive black hole the first photo, uh, which was released earlier this week, and I want to shout out. <laughs> You're getting ready to say something. I have something. <laughs> All right, well, before you get going, I want to shout out the MIT grad student Katie Bowman, who led the creation of a new algorithm that actually produced that first ever image of the black hole that we saw. She's incredibly young, incredibly smart, way smarter than like the three of us combined. <laughs> Uh, and I thought it was historic. That just makes me feel bad about myself. Good. Thanks, Emil. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> Want me to make you feel better? Sure. It's fake. It's, it's all oh fake. They put a donut oh in the sky God. that was orange. They just put the filter so it could look blurred. No, I'm playing. I'm not playing. I'm playing. <laughs> this is not my walking on the moon, right? But <laughs> I was I, like, oh my God, I'm going to be so <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But uh, I, I felt like the memes weren't as good as they could have been. 
I agree with you. I thought the jokes could have been better. Yeah, like yeah. It, I felt like it was like science guys making jokes, and it was like yeah, it was like y'all really feeling yourself right now. Everybody made Lord of the Rings jokes. Did Some, they? Who yeah. do you follow on Twitter? It was trending. <laughs> a bunch it of was, nerds. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I saw no Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it was trending when when she gave her little talk about discovering this. She says that it looks like the Eye of Sauron. And that's why oh, it was she trending. Said that? Yeah. She's a nerd too. I mean, obviously, she like went Don't to shame smart people. <laughs> you can be smart and not a nerd. She, I mean, nobody's arguing that she's not smart or unbelievably accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, but my thing is, is that something like this is so hard to wrap your head around mm -hmm. that it just looks like a picture of a donut. Like, my brain is so small, I can just be like, oh, it just looks like a picture of a donut. Yeah, when I read into, like, what a black hole is, I was like, how close is this to us? Because this it's not close at all. Okay, good. This should, like, challenge everything we think about life and yeah. the earth and everything, but no, we're just making memes. Yeah. And now you joked about that in your thing, which was kind of got kind of dark until you, you <laughs> transitioned. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> our lives are meaningless. I didn't say our lives were meaningless. I just said that it was an opportunity to contemplate uh, if they were meaningless or not. Oh, I'm just going to say they are meaningless. All right. <laughs> I'm fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you wanted to say that? Or like... <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, next week, join us where we start our new segment, You Must Be Fun at Parties, which is a criticism that gets leveled never to Evan, but to myself and to Steven because we're total buzzkills. Well, I don't go to parties. <laughs> Somebody could say that about me, too. No, you definitely it's, look like you're, like, fun at parties for real. Stop appropriating socially awkward people <laughs> culture. Yeah. No. Yeah, let us have this, uh, Mr. Popular. Okay, so... Evan like, walks to the office and says hello to, like, 14 people. I know. He's, like, working a rope line every time he gets to his desk. <laughs> so, I have social batteries like everybody else, so it's times when my social batteries might run out and I might not be fun, so I could get hit with that line, but it's okay. Y'all only know me for being a nice guy that makes everybody <laughs> happy. You know, I don't want to be around people at times, too, but it's okay. No, it's fine. It's okay. Uh, but that's not what it means. You must be fun at parties means that you are a buzzkill. Like, you go out of your way to suck the joy to out of a situation. Buzz Killington. That's, who that's what are. we're saying. That's what we're no, saying. No, I'm saying, but, like, you are truly Buzz Killington. Well, I, ha I would arm wrestle Steven for that title. Uh, all right. Won't play him in med? He's not good. We have gone way too long. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.